Hey, it's Kate. Hey, it's Joanna. Do you like women who laugh like Roseanne? Do you like jumping in a pool full of lemon juice covered in paper cuts? Do you like loading a bowl at the end of a hard day? If you answered yes to one or more of these questions, you should listen to Butt Stuff on the Journey into Comics Network. The following is a Journey into Comics Network production. Welcome back to another episode of Literature. I am your host, Joanna, and today we have my favorite slash the only guest that has ever been on my show, Michelle. How are you today? <laughs> uh, feeling a little crappy. How are you? About the same. I, we're both <laughs> sick. Um, we so both, it's going to be fun. We both think that each other sounds fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do this anyway. Yeah. So everything's going to be fine, and... If we sound sick, well, that's because we are. (laughs) (laughs) Today we are going to talk about Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets movie versus the book. I am sure you've all kind of guessed a pattern here so far. (laughs) So we can just kind of jump right in. So one of the things on the last episode that we recorded, um, how Vernon freaks out over the M word, magic, um, it was such a big part of the beginning, and it wasn't in the movie whatsoever. And I'm kind of disappointed in that. I think whoever plays Vernon, I can't remember his name, but he would be really good to just see him get really upset about the word magic. <laughs> just straight up turn purple. If you haven't noticed, she has an obsession with him getting very upset. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> uh, so... Right off the bat, I realized that the Dursleys didn't rehearse for the Masons, and I think that could have been funny to see, honestly, because um, they, they're all, like, in the room and, like, okay, so you head over to the door and open it and welcome them into our home, and Dudley's all like, let me take your coat, Mr. Mason. Here's my arm, Mrs. Mason. Like, I think that would have been funny to see them, like, freaking out like that. Right. Like, it was such <laughs> a big deal. <laughs> like, this is the perfect opportunity for my business. Yeah, exactly. Must be I think, perfect. I think adding that to the movie would have made it just like more, you know, more. <laughs> it would have shown how how important this dinner was, right? How extra the Dursleys are. <laughs> Basically. <clears throat> there we there we are. We're showing how sick we are already. <laughs> Um, so one of the big things in the beginning that um, really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, um, but in the movie, Dobby is jumping on Harry's bed when Harry walks into the room, and in the book, he's just sitting there quietly. Mm-hmm. It bothers me in the movie because Dobby is so, I mean, think about how much he like hits himself every time he does something wrong. Do we really think that he's going to be jumping on the bed like a fucking child? And not punish himself. I mean, him sitting (laughs) quietly on the bed is way more accurate. And I'm pretty sure someone would have heard Dobby jumping on the bed downstairs. No kidding. It was creaking pretty intensely, too. Yeah. It's like, and he was, ah, ah, (laughs) (laughs) That's the best Dobby impersonation I've got. That was a pretty good one. But not only that, like, Harry was also being super loud while talking to Dobby. Like, in the book, I'm pretty sure he's like, Dobby, and he's like, you know, whispering and all that. And, like, they were basically yell talking. Like, he's like, what are you doing here? Like, okay, shh. Chill the fuck out, Harry. <laughs> Use your inside voice. <laughs> exactly. He was not at all. 
I also noticed that Hedwig didn't screech while the Masons were there, which, I mean, she should have, because Dobby was making quite a racket. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was just the, uh, cat. <laughs> so, <coughs> sorry. This is just gonna be the Coffin Potter episode, I think. There you go. That's a horrible name. I'm not using that. <laughs> But we don't get to hear Dobby um, disasperating in the movie. Oh, wait. Yeah, the loud... Disaspering? Disaspering. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to say that word. But when he disappears, we don't get the loud crack that we no. do in the book. It's just, mm-hmm. eh, I guess I'm gone. And he just kind of slowly disappears. Oof. Yeah. And the cake also gets all over Harry in the movie and in the or gosh, dang it! I have every. I haven't looked at my notes in a while. I am so sorry. <laughs> but in the book, the cake gets all over Harry when it drops. But in the movie, they did it right over Mrs. Mason's head. Yeah, and I think it's just Which... for more dramatic effect or something. But mm-hmm. it just spills on the floor, doesn't it? In the book, <laughs> it just. I think so. It just falls right. Yeah. Like it's. And then there's the loud crack from Dobby, and everyone's just, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> Yeah, and there it goes from there. <laughs> also, doesn't Harry seem kind of dumb in that scene? Like, oh, the cake is floating towards the Masons. Let me follow it, stretching out my hands to make it look like I'm the one doing it. Like, movie Harry is quite dumb sometimes. <laughs> Honestly, if it was me, I would have turned around and hightailed it out of the room. But, you know, no, no, following it with your hands stretched out is is, is a good idea. Ever so like, slowly, because you're never going to catch up to this fucking cake moving like a turtle. Like, you're in Gryffindor. Move a little faster. He might have had a better chance if he lunged for it, you know? Right. Oh, God. So, no matter what, you know, this there's magical events that are happening in their house, but Harry doesn't get his decree for underage sorcery in the movie. Like, he doesn't get that letter where he violated it. Right. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> <laughs> I That completely passed over. Yeah, I wonder why not, though, because that really shows that they're not allowed to do it. Yeah. So I think that, that sets, like, the whole tone for, like, the rest of the movies while he's at home. Yeah, we don't really see him a whole lot at home, but... <laughs> No, because we just, no. That's true. In the movies, we always skip over uh, August. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. We do. There's no such thing as August in the movies. So moving on to when the boys picked Harry up. So the trunk and all his belongings in the movie were in his room. So the twins didn't need to like pick any locks or show off their skills, like you brought up last time. Yeah, like we don't get to see them pick locks and everything. And we also don't get to see that how the Dursleys are still how they were before. Like, no magic. We don't want this in the house. It's going to be locked away in a cupboard all summer. Yeah. Like, in the yeah, movies, I found that a little just, weird. Yeah, in the movie, they're allowed to have it. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can have your broom and everything in here. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. Whatevs. <laughs> When the boys get back in the um, movies, Molly doesn't seem nearly as pissed about the whole stealing the car, going out all hours of the night thing. When they get back from picking up Harry, she doesn't make them denome the garden or anything. And when she's telling Arthur about it, like, oh, guess what your sons did? She's, like, smiling like an idiot. Like, I would not be smiling. My face would be, like, pure rage. She's just like, oh, did you see what the, hear what the boys did? Like, come on. Your Molly impersonation, <laughs> and no one can see your hand movements, but this, I can just imagine Molly with some sort of, I would say cigarette, but you know, a blunt would be better, and just... I think that's how my hands kind really... of work. <laughs> it's a very new perspective thought on Molly, but... <laughs> I dig it. But yeah, we don't get to see the goddamn denoming scene that we get to see in the book. The most exciting thing about wizarding gardening is fucking denoming. You get to just toss something 
Like, what if you're having a bad day? You just want to take your rage out on something? Go denome the garden. That would be the best. Yeah, muggle life, it's go pull that fucking weed. Like, that's just not <laughs> as fun. <laughs> you don't get to, like, throw little beings over a fence and into a field. Right? Like, have a wood chipper on the other side. No, just... <laughs> I don't mean it. Mostly, I don't know. For all those gnomes. I don't know. But yeah, we don't get to see that in the movie, and I think that's bullshit. (laughs) I would love to see what those little things would look like. It'd be fun. Okay. So, I can't remember all that was different from when... The flu powder part. Man, this whole sickness is really getting to me. I'm sorry if I'm really lagging. I just kind of zoned out for a second. Um, (laughs) Okay, so Harry, after he did the whole flu powder thing, he ended up in Nocturne Alley, right? But in the movie, he didn't see Draco at Borgen and Burks or whatever. But he was supposed to, wasn't he? Like, in the books he did? Yeah, in the books he sees him at Borgen and Burke's. Because and... then it makes him and his dad more sketchy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I so. read somewhere. I don't know if this is accurate. Someone tell me if it is. I have the Blu-ray version. And I didn't check it. I should have. But <laughs> I, I saw that this scene is maybe included as a bonus on the DVD version. I don't know. No, if maybe as correct. a bonus. It wasn't, like... In the DVD version. Because I have the DVD yeah. version, and yeah, it wasn't like, just in there. Yeah, but I not didn't in the movie, but check. in the bonus, like, deleted scenes. I'll have to check. I'm going to have to watch the deleted scenes from now on. <laughs> yeah. I, watch. I, I never remember either. I just watched the movie. I'm like, okay, we're good. <laughs> and I don't think about that. <laughs> we'll start doing that on the next one. Yeah, good idea. Okay, so I thought it was funny when Hermione runs up to Harry and Hagrid, and she's all like, oh, thank goodness, everyone was so worried about you. And then they, like, turn around, and they go to find everyone, and they're all standing in line for the book signing, and literally no one is worried about him. They're just like, we are busy being, bless you. (laughs) That sounded like it hurt. Sorry. <laughs> and they were not even the slightest bit worried about him. Like, they were just like, oh, hey, Harry, what's up? Like, nobody cared. Yeah. Like, we were so worried about you, but Mant Lockhart's here. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. <laughs> uh. <coughs> My gosh. This is going to be a difficult podcast. <laughs> Okay, so we don't get to see the Lucius and Arthur fight scene at Borg, not Borg, at Brooks, my god. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, flourish and blots. Like, that's, that's not where we're at. <laughs> no, they don't get into the fight, and they keep it all quite civil, actually. They just kind of talk it out. Yeah, like, and not lame. even in a rude way, just, I mean, you could pick up on it, kind of, but it wasn't. It was very civil. Int- yeah, it was super nice compared to the books where they're like, we're going to have a full-on, like, we're going to beat fight right here. right here. We're not even going to go outside. No. <laughs> outside? Was it in the middle? Gosh. I can't remember. <laughs> I cannot recall. I have to reread it again already. <sighs> also, Harry didn't give his books to Ginny. Nope. I was very sad about that, actually. <clears throat> yeah. They like... The movies always leave out a lot. So another thing that makes no damn sense to me now. In the movie, Hermione fixes Harry's glasses. But in the Mm -hmm. books, Arthur does. But it doesn't make sense for Hermione to do it in the movies because she's in Diagon Alley. They're Mm -hmm. not at Hogwarts yet. She shouldn't be able to do magic. Wouldn't that be violating the decree of underage wizardry? Like... Technically, but they wouldn't know. Because it's not like per wizard, right? It was per household. Because, like, the twins could do magic at um, their house because of Arthur and and Molly. So, like, she's in the middle of Diagon Alley, so there's hundreds, if not thousands, of Um, wizards 
you're right. So they wouldn't be able to it's pinpoint it to It's the muggle world. Yeah. It's the muggle world. Man, this is just not going well for me right now on the thinking part. <laughs> but That's why you have me here. Well, you're sick too. Not as sick. <laughs> That's true. You've you were really you were more sick a couple of days ago. Yeah. Than you are now. Yeah, I'm still sweating. <laughs> TMI, everybody. <laughs> in case you were wondering. Yeah, I am. I'm quite hot, not in the good way. <laughs> In the literal, not figurative way. Okay, but okay, I kind of like the movie version of this when Arthur asks what the function of rubber ducks are, but in the movie he asks about escalators. But the movie part, I laugh every time. Like, I just feel I like that too. added a lot to the it's whole like, it's fandom. Cute, right? It's yeah. fun. It, it is one of my favorite, my favorite scenes. Yeah. What is the function of a rubber duck? <laughs> He's so serious when he asks it, too. I yes. think that's what really, that's what really so puts great. it over the top. Like, he's not smiling. He's just, what is it? Like, <laughs> while eating his breakfast. It's great. <laughs> okay, so when they get to King's Cross Station, I was wondering, are people ever curious as to why so many people at King's Cross seems, seem, good lord, to run across the train station with, like, caged owls? Like, do a lot of people people out there own owls? Because, like, wouldn't the muggles question the amount of people toting owls around? I'm going to see how many times I could say owls in a sentence. Because, <laughs> um, like, honestly, if I was there walking through a train station, I wouldn't be so nonchalant about, like, three people running by with owls in cages on September 1st. Yeah, and on top of that... Every year on September 1st, that's how it's going to be. People travel mm-hmm. those all the time. Aren't they going to be like, where are all these people on the train? Like, I just saw them at the station. Yeah. Where did all these people go? What train could they possibly be boarding with their pet owls? And toads and cats. Like, who goes to the train with their cat? <laughs> and their toads. At least, at least cats are like a normal Yeah, owls are just straight up out of there. I mean, at least they're not, like, bringing horses and rhinos and stuff, but... (laughs) That would make Hogwarts so interesting. Hagrid (laughs) would be into it. (laughs) Okay, um... Okay, I've always wondered why Ron doesn't leave the room when he opens his howler. Like, okay, open it outside in the hallway or something because then you wouldn't be as embarrassed as like in the middle of breakfast when literally every student is right there yeah like scream it in the great hall (laughs) everyone can hear that yeah i've never understood that either i feel like that's something you'd want to run up to your you know bedroom real quick or dorm room like, take that into your robes and hightail it out of there, because... Go to Moaning Myrtle's bathroom. No one's going to be in there. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> but the Howler is also different. Um, in the movie, it just rips itself up, but in the book, it bursts into flames instead. <laughs> Maybe they didn't want to add that uh, element. It's a little dangerous. Right. <laughs> but... Another thing about howlers, what if you have a hearing problem and you don't get to hear your howler all the way? Like, <laughs> what if it's like, pretty loud? Can you repeat that? <laughs> <laughs> or if you're just really tired and you're like, sorry, I wasn't listening. Go again. <laughs> you fall asleep halfway through. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, okay, so because of the whole no peeves thing in the movies, did we actually find out that Filch is a squib? No, I am actually not sure if they use the word squib at all in the movies. Do they? I don't know. I, I just can't recall. There's never an explanation of what a squib is in the movies. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't think... I know it's not brought up about him. Maybe it's too mean. <laughs> too, like, it's we make fun squib. of muggles enough. Let's not make fun of the squibs. Yeah. <laughs> Also, while I was watching the movies this time around, it really annoyed me the way Hermione talks. Like, I tend, I tend, I find that she tends to take a lot of Ron's lines from the book, 
So when she talks, it sounds like she's a snooty, arrogant brat who's been part of the wizarding world her entire life. Like, when uh, Draco calls her the mudblood, and Ron is throwing up his slugs in Hagrid's thing, she's like, oh, and she's like, the mudblood is a bad name. And she goes on about it. When in the book, she didn't know about that one. And then another one, like, later on, where she's like, even hearing voices in the wizarding world isn't a good thing. Like, how would you know it's not a good thing? Right. Like, those are both Ron's lines in the mo- in the book. But it just makes her she- seem like she knows more about the wizarding world than she actually does. And I don't like that. Yeah. I think they're just trying to give her more of, like, she's the brains of this trio kind of thing. But she's not a born wizard. Like, why not yeah. let Harry... Or Harry, yeah, fuck. Why not Ron. let Ron, like, give his two cents about being a b- natural born wizard? I guess they're all born wizards, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, growing up in the wizarding world, and I mean, her parents were dentists, and Harry had no idea what anything was either. Exactly. But yeah, I I totally agree. And that's something I never thought about watching the movies. Like, I just thought of it as a, yeah, they're just trying to give her this trait, him that trait, and him that trait, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, she wouldn't know everything. No. No matter how much she studied. I mean, that's just Ron's basic life. (laughs) Exactly. So, we don't get to see how annoying Lockhart is in the movie, either. (laughs) I mean, he is really annoying, but Mm -hmm. in the book, he just drowns Harry with all this advice on being famous, you know, (laughs) like, when Colin is taking pictures or something, and wanted him to sign it all of a sudden Lockhart's just talking about you're just not in the position to be handing out these signed autographs <laughs> yet okay like you have to build this up and it's just so ridiculous and he reading. does that multiple times in the book too right like pulls them out of class and it's like, hey. <laughs> but yeah we don't get to see that in the movie but I mean I get that it's just a little extra thing it's not necessary but I think that would just would have added to that like hilarious factor you know it didn't really give much about Lockhart on the overall the overall thing. Like, even that the girls all swooned for him. There was a couple moments where, like, Hermione kind of, like, batted her eyelashes or, like, smiled. But it wasn't, like, like it is in the books. <laughs> right, like, everyone drools over this man. Yeah. With his... What kind of hat does he have in the book? I can't recall. Some sort of weird oh, bonnet I thing. Can't... Yeah, I can't remember. Like... I, I don't know about you, but the description makes me definitely... I don't want to swoon. I'm not into it. <laughs> ten out of... Wait, zero out of ten would not swoon. <laughs> I'll pass, thanks. <laughs> One out of five stars would prefer negative five. But another thing we don't get Lockhart's uh, crazy fucking quiz that he gives in the beginning of his class, and all it is is... What is Lockhart's favorite color? <laughs> just absolute random shit. It has nothing to do with defense against the dark arts. It's just all about himself and what his favorite things are. That Hermione aces. <laughs> yeah. Which is so... It's kind of sad. You would really think she'd see through that. But she didn't. You'd think so. And one thing that really drives me nuts... Every single time I watch the movie is the death day party is completely omitted from the film. We don't get to yeah. see, you know, Sir Nicholas's, yeah, his, his party that he's so excited about. And they miss the Halloween, um, dinner all for him. Mm-hmm. Like how Which is he... also when they end up finding the first, like, I can't yeah. remember. I meant to write it down. I can't remember what the first, like, how they found the first bodies in the book. Oh, he was coming back from his detention with Lockhart in the movies. Yeah, but... When really, they were coming back from the death day. Yes. In the books. Right. Also, how many people come to watch the Quidditch match? Did you notice how many people were in the freaking stands? I was like, that is way more people than are in that damn school. Like... Mm -hmm. The, does all of Hogsmeade and, like, all the families come? Because obviously, fuck, what's his name? Lucius was there. Yeah. 
I would assume family could come, but I mean, in the movie, it doesn't look like there's a whole lot of other parents around that I saw other than Lucius Malfoy. Yeah. It was just a lot of students, and then they get a faraway shot, and it's like, and but there's, there's not lots that many students. Right? <laughs> there's not that many students at Hogwarts. In year two of Gryffindor, there's only five boys. There can't be that many students. Right. Like, it's going to be a pretty small-sized school. I mean, the school itself is not small, but a small-sized yeah, student classes. population. Yeah. Population. Yeah, I said that right. Population. Pop, popul- what did I even say? I don't know. That's not even no new word. Okay. <laughs> We're going to move on before my brain just shuts down here really quick. So, in the book, Fred and George try to protect Harry from that rogue bludger. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to, like, block him from it and everything until Harry tells him, you know, get the fuck away from me. I'm going to be fine. But in the movie, we don't get to see that. We don't get to see that bonding with Fred and George. And or how that much- type of language from Harry, really. <laughs> Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> word for word, that is what it says. No shit. No, <laughs> but like, yeah. And aside from that, like, even in the books, this this bugs me in the books too. Did nobody care to stop the damn bludgeon? Like, no teachers were like, you know what? He's in danger. Maybe we should stop this game. Like, why? Why are you allowing this ball to potentially murder, I'm going to say three of your students, because it was going hardcore at Harry, and when the twins were were trying to help him, it was going pretty hardcore at them in the books, too. And then even when the match was done, and it was, like, attacking Harry on the ground, none of the teachers thought to stop it. It was Hermione that had to freaking stop it. Like, what? Yeah. kind of teachers are these? We've established that they're not very good ones when it comes to safety. (laughs) But get your shit together, guys. No wonder the ministry took over. (laughs) (laughs) The the dropping standards at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. (laughs) I also found it funny, during the movie scene, Draco yells, You'll never catch me, Potter! Like, while they're chasing the snitch. Like, bitch, he's not trying to catch you, he's trying to catch the damn snitch. Calm yourself, child. Like, (laughs) why? Why? Everything revolves around Draco. That's why. I know. He's just a selfish little shithead in both the book and the movie. Mm-hmm. So something that really bothered you about the first movie was how much they left out. <laughs> My boo. <laughs> yes. How much they left out Neville. Your boo. <laughs> But the line where, I think it's Snape who says it. I should have put that in the note. But, but it says, long bottoms, wand causes simplest spells. But in the movie, they made it Ron, you know. Again, poor Neville got replaced with Ron. I mean, I'm okay with this one. Because <laughs> it's not really painting Neville in the best light. So I'm okay with them switching Ron out in this in this <laughs> sense. <laughs> Hey, you have to take the good and the bad of Neville, okay? (laughs) The good, the bad, the Neville. (laughs) Sorry. I need that that on a t-shirt. Can someone make that for me? Okay, that's going to be it. The good, the bad, and the Neville. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) I'm imagining this shirt right now, and I need to just get on with it. Um... We don't get to see all of the funny spells that they do during the dueling club in the movie. Like, the dancing legs and, Mm. you know, all the weird stuff that different jinx that they can do on people. It's pretty bland. It's definitely more straightforward. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was bland. I liked all the fun stuff in the books. It was just (laughs) utterly ridiculous and it was great. Mm hmm. Uh. Okay. So one thing that bothered me about the movie, for the Polyjuice Potion, she had to go and get um, Lockhart's signature, which she used as an autograph, on her restricted section 
pass for the library to get the book for the polyjuice potion. But in the movie, she just walks up to a random shelf, goes like through like two books, like pulls out one, and there we go, polyjuice potion. Like, how unsafe would that be if it wasn't in the restriction section? Section restricted sec. My good lord, lord. <laughs> 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 Restricted <just> <laughs> section. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> Do you not need to drink the whole polyjuice potion for it to work? Because they all, in the movie they all take one sip and then drop their cups. Like yeah. I would think you need to drink the whole damn thing, right? In order and for it to work. Doesn't she say something right before they take it? Like, like okay. The whole, like, you must like drink, you, like, you have to drink every last drop or something. like Yeah, like something ridiculous and like, I'm going to be sick. And then they all drop it and <laughs> yeah. it's like, bitch, you didn't even try. <laughs> you had, like, a teaspoon of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're all a bunch of pansies. Gulp it down. Just do it. Like, why didn't they have a chaser? <laughs> Just like drinking alcohol, okay? Polyjuice potion, finish it off with a Coke. <laughs> I think a butterbeer would make more sense. <laughs> oh, man. I wonder how that would taste butterscotch after whatever polyjuice potion tastes like. I think polyjuice potion tastes, tastes different to who the person that you're turning into. Because oh. they all turn different colors in the books when they put the hairs in. Shit, I can't remember. Ew. So you would be tasting, you would know what that person tastes like. And what would that be? Would it be like if they were cooked or they were just, you know, if you were eating them like a cannibal? That kind of taste? No, I think it would like take their like persona. So like, I think Draco would be like bitter. This tastes selfish. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Fucking Luna will taste like fruity pebbles. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, like, I could see that. <laughs> cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> I love Luna, though. I love Luna. She's one of my favorites. Yeah, she is amazing. <clears throat> so the Polyjuice Potion. <laughs> In the movie, their voices don't change. It's like, oh, you still sound like ourselves. In the book, their fucking voice changes, too. And mm-hmm. in the fourth movie... God, spoiler alert. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> in the fourth movie, um, Barty Crouch Jr. sounds just like Mad-Eye Moody. Yeah. When he takes polyjuice, so why didn't their voices change? They just contradicted themselves when they could have just made their voices change in the fucking movie, too. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that their voices didn't change, but I didn't realize that the whole uh, Mad-Eye Moody thing. Mm -hmm. Huh. Because then if you go to... God, what is the other... Man, Deathly Hollows, I mean, he sounds exactly the same. Either that or they made Barty Crouch Jr. sound really fucking good. But, mm-hmm. you know, he it's the same fucking voice. I don't know why they wouldn't just change the voices over. Unless it's to maybe make it to where everyone, like, kids Realizes. understand who's who. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I have no idea. I just thought it would make more sense. <laughs> and another thing... Um, Harry's vision changes in the book drastically. Mm-hmm. As soon as he is done transitioning, he has to take his glasses off. Oh my gosh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> he has to he... take his glasses off, like, because... in the in the bathroom. Yeah, because it's, holy crap, everything's blurry because he doesn't need glasses anymore. Because he has in... Crabber Goyle's eyes. Yeah. But in the movie, he keeps his glasses on until Draco asks why he's wearing them. (laughs) Which is funny, because you think that Ron would have been like, hey, dude, your glasses. Yeah, like, I understand wearing your glasses and not remembering yourself. But again, his vision was supposed to change, so he should have just taken them off. 
minor details that they seem to overlook. Yeah, or they just decided to make them different, who knows. And another weird thing that they added, and oh, there's two things that they added to this movie with Draco. The page, he rips a page out of a book in Torsion mm-hmm. Blots in the beginning of the book, in the movie. And that's not mm-hmm. in the book at all. No. And also in the movie, Draco finds this little package in the common room. And slips something in his pocket. What did he even slip in his pocket? Like, what is I have the no idea. silver thing? I know it's silver, and that's all I really noticed of it. But that didn't happen in the book either. Like Maybe they just... They felt like he didn't have enough to do in the scenes, so they're like, oh, keep him busy. Make him do stuff. They could have fucking talked about all the important (laughs) stuff they left out, but, you know... Could have. The package seems just as important. I don't know what it added to the story. (laughs) Rant over. So, in the movie, they skipped the whole freaking Christmas morning scene. I love the Christmas morning scenes. There's nothing better than the Harry Potter Christmas morning scenes. Like, why? Like, they're so comforting. So comforting. Like, the first movie when they have Christmas. Like, that's why it's always on during Christmas. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, they don't do it in the movie. I think it would have been even better if they did. Okay, so I'm going through all my notes and I'm realizing how many spelling mistakes because I was apparently drunk when I wrote this. <laughs> Holy crap. Okay, so in the movie, they asked McGonagall, McGonagall about the Chamber of Secrets <laughs> instead of Professor Binns. And she tells them... <laughs> I actually read my... <laughs> I actually read my um, typo there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oops. Right after talking about it, too. And she actually tells them about the Chamber of Secrets. Like, no, if you know her at all, you would know that she would not tell her students about the Chamber of Secrets. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even a fight. She was like, Hermione was like, "Uh, can you tell us about the Chamber of Secrets? And she was like, okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sure I can. Sounds fun. Let's do this. But yeah, but it's Professor Binns who explains the Chamber of Secrets in the book. But we don't get a whole lot of Binns in the movie, if any. No, we don't. I don't think we get any. Because hmm. he's the he's the dead teacher. Yeah. Who we don't know how gets paid. <laughs> if gets paid at all. Volunteer. But yeah, I don't actually remember seeing him at all, I don't think. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> So after the attack on Sir Nicholas, Harry gets sent to Dumbledore's office. In the book, Harry had just passed Hagrid, who I believe was carrying some dead chickens or something, because something had just killed the chickens in his chicken coop. Um, So he was a witness that Harry was just in that hallway and that he didn't do the petrifying. But in the movie, he didn't pass Hagrid in the corridors as he was on his way when he found them, yet... When he's in Dumbledore's office, Hagrid comes bursting in, all like, he didn't do it! I swear, like, that that whole thing just seems, like, redundant. Because, like, how would you know? It's not like you just passed him in the hallway like you did in the book. Yeah. Like, him bursting in just seems so pointless. Yeah, like, again, oh. probably for dramatic effect, but... But then he should have passed him in the hallway! Yeah. <laughs> Well, it that would have part, been an extra two seconds. <laughs> that part just wasn't important. That goddamn tiny package in the Slytherin common room was much more important than that two seconds. Don't you understand? I'm kidding. Yeah, I, I don't understand movies. I, I don't know anything about making movies, so I'm sure there's reasons why they do these things, but I, I'm not all for I don't understand. I don't get it. But one thing I do get, I guess, maybe kind of, In the movie, they have a little bit of foreshadowing about Moaning Myrtle, I feel like. And that doesn't happen in the book. We don't see them carrying out a body in um, Tom Myrtle's memory. No. But in the movie, it was super dramatic. Mm -hmm. Um, And we don't get to see, like, multiple times in the book, Ginny's kind of, like, 
where she's nervous or she wants to mm-hmm. say something and then doesn't. Like, there was all these things pointing, like, Ginny knows something in the book, and we didn't see any of that in the book, in the movie. Yeah. You don't see in her acting mo- sketchy as hell. Yeah. In the movie, I mean, she's a... I feel like in the, all of these movies, Ginny is, just has no, almost no role in it at all, even though mm-hmm. she should be one of the main characters, almost. Like, obviously yeah. not the main characters, but a very close side like character. A, a very close secondary character. Yeah, and I feel like she's very distant. And even this one, where she's the person who's being controlled by Tom Riddle to do all these things, she's so absent in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't get to know a whole lot about her other than she's obsessed with Harry and it's her <laughs> first year at Hogwarts and she made it in Gryffindor. Like, yeah. That's all we get to know about her. Yeah. Which is bullshit. And <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, and then we don't get to see Penelope Clearwater also being a victim of the basilisk in the movie. And she was in the library with Hermione, right? Like, mm-hmm. they were taken down together. Yeah. And I think Hermione uses Penelope Clearwater's name later in the movie, she... too, in Deathly Hallows. Like, that's Probably. the name she takes or something. I can't completely remember. We'll come back to that when we get to that episode. <laughs> I will make a note of that. <laughs> that from episodes ago. Yes. From episodes <laughs> or no. ago. Okay, so this is something super random that I noticed. Um, but they had found the paper that was in Hermione's hands when she was petrified. And the way that she wrote pipes is the exact same handwriting that Tom Riddle uses in their in his journal. I only noticed because the S's are the exact same way, and I noticed because they were fancy, and I'm like, I wonder if I could make my S's like that. I, I can't. I tried. But, but like, I just found it really weird that their handwriting was, like, the exact same. And I realized that they probably got someone to just do the handwriting for all of it, but I feel like they should have gotten different people to do handwriting. I didn't notice that, and just when I was reading your thing a few nights ago, I... I really thought about that. It's exactly the same. Like, how is yeah. Hermione's handwriting so fancy? <laughs> Pipes. <laughs> like, wouldn't she have just scribbled it down really fast? You'd think so, but so, but no. <laughs> but yeah, I never thought about that until you pointed it out. So, <clears throat> Haggard does his ridiculous thing. Follow the spiders. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so after that scene in the movie, it's when they're walking back to wherever the fuck they're going. They run into these spiders just casually going out of Hogwarts. Like they just stumble upon what they're happening to be talking about at the moment. <clears throat> but they had to wait a while. Like, wasn't it like the next day or something? It was a like couple they, days. Like, it was a while until... They saw, like, one spider in herbology class or something, and they decided, oh, we need to go towards the dark mm-hmm. forest now. But they, Yeah. Yeah. But they, they was super convenient in the movie. It's just, <laughs> it's just like, oh, there they are. <laughs> well, let's go follow them. <clears throat> so, Lockhart is obviously a huge scam. <laughs> And has no fucking abilities at all. But in the film, he just, like, drops his wand or whatever and, like, passes out. And that's how he loses his wand or whatever the fuck. Does he drop his wand? He gets her really easily. Oop. Technical difficulties. He just gets up really easily in the, in the movie. Yeah. Can, can you hear me? I can kind of hear you. We're just kind of losing connection on my end. So I'm just kind of waiting oh. it out a little bit. I'll just keep talking I think it's good Okay. but in the book um, Harry and Ron end up casting it and it just goes out the window like good luck finding it (laughs) you know Yeah. which makes more sense which is pretty funny and it also would have been funny if it had hit the Whomping Willow somehow (laughs) and then his was fucked up too (laughs) just a thought but 
And another thing, I mean, obviously it's a movie, it's super dramatic, but the basilisk in the movie is like 60 fucking feet long or something. But in the book, it's referred to as at least 20 feet long. (laughs) Which is still a freaking long snake. Yeah, but But an extra fucking 40, (laughs) you know? Did you guys really feel the need to make it that big? Right, it's just like, holy fuck. That's some really big pipes. <laughs> I like big pipes and I cannot lie. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> so, in the book, the fight scene is just like, I feel like it's super quick, you know? It's like the blink of an eye, it's done. But in the movie... They does this whole running through the pipes and, like, throwing the rock and all this other extra bullshit. I mean, it adds a lot of suspense, and I, I mean, I was totally into it, but <laughs> it just seemed like that scene was so long compared to when I was reading it. It really was. But, yeah, again, those goddamn pipes were so big. So big. Like, <laughs> that <laughs> doesn't make any sense. No. Gosh. Ah. <sighs> And another thing, so Harry gets Fox in the sorting hat, and in the book, he's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? So he puts the sorting hat on and is trying to, like, ask for help, because he, <laughs> he doesn't know what he's supposed to do with it, and a sword comes out on top of his head, and he's like, oh, well, that's cool. But in the book, he just leaves it on the ground, and it just materializes. <laughs> I also just realized just now that Fox doesn't land on his shoulder. Oh, you are right. And that was you bugging right. me last episode. It quite was. a bit. <laughs> this is a giant bird. <laughs> <laughs> they also messed up the whole sing- scene configuration for that whole ending. Like, not to mention adding the whole running through the pipes bit that you had mentioned, but Tom Riddle was also supposed to see Fox cry on Harry and heal Harry. And then Harry was supposed to stab the book. Am I right? It could be wrong. I think you're right. But I didn't double check either. Because I'm pretty um, sure he, he like heals him and he's like, that's not possible. And he's like, oh, Phoenix tears. And then like Harry's like, ha ha. And then maybe not yeah. exactly like that. But then I'm, he like goes and I'm, stabs the book. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure he was healed before stabbing. Yeah. The book all together. Like, there wasn't this whole, oh, you're hurt, or whatever the fuck, you know. Yeah. Fox comes and heals him, and Tom's like, eh, whatever. Then he stabs the book, and and that's it. (laughs) Tom's just kind of like, they're like, no! Oh, no! In in the book, anyway. (laughs) No! (laughs) I'm done. Okay, <clears throat> so <clears throat> I feel like, oh god, I have to go through this note again, hold on. <laughs> but in the film, Ginny is just super calm about the whole thing. I feel like in the book, she's just like freaking out when she wakes up. And I don't like, blame her. <laughs> yeah, like she's going through like, oh, I did this and I did this and then like, oh my god, like. What happened? You know, Where am I? What am I doing? Yeah, and in the book it's oh all this happened and she's just she just she's kinda so like chill. wakes up and just kinda like, Hey Harry, what's up? <laughs> yeah. Well, all this stuff happened. <laughs> I'm good now. <laughs> it also progresses so quickly, like it's like she wakes up, she looks at him and then all of a sudden they're just flying up with the bird and it's like very like very yeah. chill very chill ending. Right. And the end scene the end scene I found so weird when Hagrid comes in he's all like everybody starts clapping and they all, he makes this weird sentimental speech thanking Harry and Ron and Hermione of course and then everybody just like starts clapping for like 10 minutes and that's the end of the movie like you'd think that Hagrid just saved the damn day like what the hell <laughs> <laughs> he, he literally did nothing he got taken away <laughs> He did say follow the spiders. I have to admit oh something. Oh my god. I have to admit something. I cry during that scene of the movie every No, I do time. too. I totally do too. But it was just kind of like, 
That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you we know? couldn't have done it without you. <laughs> okay. And then the hug, and then you cry. <laughs> and then everybody just claps and, like, claps for ten minutes, and you're like, all right, that's enough yeah. of the clapping. Yeah, like, cool, we got it. Oh, God, who plays Dumbledore in these movies? I know they're different. Who's the first Dumbledore? I have a horrible movie memory. I have a horrible memory. Altogether. You have a horrible movie memory. memory. <laughs> <laughs> and I just can't do a lot of anything. Okay, we... Who plays Dumbledore? Gosh dang it. I can't remember. This is his last movie. The guy who played Dumbledore. This is his last one. Why is he not in the very top, man? What is this bullshit? I, okay, see, full cast. I thought he'd be more of a main character, but I guess not. Where is fucking Dumbledore at? Okay, I cannot find this. I really need my glasses, you guys. So okay, Richard Harris. Blind. There we Richard go. Harris. Yeah. This is his last movie as Dumbledore. I don't want to get into the Dumbledore debate. I like them both. I'm not very biased. I actually, when I was a kid, I didn't even notice that they changed. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm like, I didn't even know. Yeah, it wasn't until I rewatched the films as an adult. I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> That's a different guy. <laughs> and that was the exact reaction of, like, my whole life. Your changed. realization just, like, dawned on you. Like, Holy Jesus, it is a different dude. <laughs> yeah, this is his last movie. Richard Harris' last time as Dumbledore, and it's very unfortunate. <clears throat> so that is all we had listed for today, and I say that's all, and I have 42 items. 42, 52, 52. I can't talk. <laughs> that's all. Um, there's probably plenty of things we missed, like a lot of the little this person said it instead of this person and it's not that big of a deal but mm -hmm. I think that book to movie adaptations are always a little bit different than the original content and I mean they're both good yeah they're both good I still enjoy the movies even though they're I still I still miss watch them multiple times a year <laughs> yeah have marathons and then bitch that peeves aren't isn't in it and <laughs> just make yep. it a whole thing <laughs> <clears throat> But if you would like to get more lit, you can check out more episodes on journeyintocomics.com. You can also find me and rest of, the rest of the Journey Into Comics Network on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Goodreads at Literature Podcast. And you can email me at podcastliterature at gmail.com. You can also find Mish's blog at a bibliophiles book blog at dot wordpress.com. <laughs> It's a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> it is such a mouthful. I've actually, I've never said your blog out loud until right this second. And it is much more difficult than I anticipated. <laughs> a bibliophiles book blog dot wordpress dot com. <laughs> My gosh, can you say it? A <laughs> Not right now. Not now that I'm trying. <laughs> A bibliophiles book blog. Yes. Yes, I can. <laughs> can you say the whole thing with the WordPress and all of it? A bibliophiles book blog dot wordpress dot com. Okay, that went way more smoothly than mine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Until next time. Bye. Bye.